0: Welcome to episode 35 of Zoe Plus. This is going to be Zoe plus my friend Allie Berger, and we're going to be talking about The Wonder Years. Some background on The Wonder Years it ran on ABC from 1988 to 1993. The show told the story of Kevin Arnold, a young boy growing up in the suburbs in the late 60s, early 70s. Played by Fred Savage, Kevin goes through all the ups and downs of adolescence, all the while getting by with a little help from his on again, off again love interest, Winnie Cooper, best friend, Paul Pfeiffer, parents, Norma and Jack, and his brother and sister, Wayne and Karen. With a classic theme song, some well-chosen oldies sprinkled throughout every episode, and the voice of old Kevin as the narrator to give some perspective, this was a show that made us nostalgic about nostalgia. It had the power to make us smile, cringe, and more often than not, get a little teary. The episode we'll be talking about here is a season three finale titled Moving. It aired on May 16th, 1990, so here we go. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me, lay on me, oh, ears, and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. Oh, baby, how do you lie? Um, All right, so I'm here with my friend Ali Berger, and we are going to be discussing the Wonder Years episode, moving. So you and I have very different tastes in television and pop culture. Almost always. But I think that we do have this like 80s, 90s overlap. So I wasn't even aware until a few months ago this was a show that you liked until you flagged a post on Instagram. Um, But (laughs) how else would we be communicating? Um, But so tell me, I guess, what are your memories of the Wonder Years and why do you like the show? Like the show in general, not even the specific episode, but why do you like it so much?
1: Okay, so I can't even necessarily recall specific episodes I watched when I was younger. I more... Recall like the feeling I got watching the show. So everything from like the opening credit, the opening chords of the song, and the opening credits. I feel like it just like brings you back. So it's like the nostalgia of my own youth watching the show, and then I think like the nostalgia of that era, which I wasn't even alive during. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like anyone who watched that show can just like sort of appreciate the mood and the tone of that era and I just like always loved the way it made me feel so I remember that more than anything yeah, else yeah
0: I mean I have really fond memories of the show as well and I mean I've rewatched it I don't know if you've ever have you gone back and rewatched it ever? not no? until okay. I was preparing so, for this podcast okay. because like I, I don't know like I think it was probably at Nick at Night at some point it came back it was on like some other random channel so like I've seen it over the years so it's sort of my memory has been refreshed but I do think it's one of those shows like there are definitely memorable episodes like the pilot in particular is like a, that's what, probably one of the best TV pilots there is, but but in general, I remember more like scenes and moments from different episodes, so like then that 's the stuff that that sticks with me and also one of the things that I always liked about the show and this sort of touches on like what you said about like sort of being nostalgic for that era I mean obviously this is all about nostalgia but. I don't know if you watch the show with your parents at all. This is something that I can remember watching with my parents and I think this is one of those shows that is really special and that like you as a kid can watch it in the 80s and 90s and take something from it and your parents who are watching it and like seeing their childhoods reflected, that's also very special.
1: I would totally agree with that. Um I do remember my dad just sort of agreeing about like the character development is so well done and so strong in the show. I feel like they're probably, like, some of the strongest developed characters on TV ever. Um, I think anyone who's even, like, mildly familiar with, like, having a sibling or that era, like, would say that it's just, they're just really well-developed characters. Like, the younger brother, right? The middle child, the older sister, like, Mm -hmm. the sort of, like, the moodiness and the tone of the older sister during that era. The dad, who was grumpy and under a lot of pressure. The mom, who was eager to please. It's just, like... Anyone can identify with those characters, even if you don't. Even if you're not one of them, you know them,
0: right? Well, it's relating to it's it's a family way of life that, in, in a lot of ways, has not changed. Like you know, a family is always going to be a family, right? As much you know, right. That some of those roles will always stay that way, but I also just like this idea that parents and children could watch this show and get different things out of it it sort of reminds me also of in my family like my parents would always say that the, the mu- brady bunch oh, I was gonna say the, the, the muppet show was okay. something where like kids are like yay muppets and parents are like getting these like really sharp jokes that are going right over the kids heads but like i always thought that that was the kind of show that like the whole family Similar. can enjoy right. for different reasons right. like that's that's something special
1: um and i do feel like the brady bunch was also like that as well like i loved the brady bunch growing up and my parents also could relate yeah. and it was also special in that way
0: but they're watching it in that case I guess it's like a rerun right because they're being reminded like they watched it at the time as kids yeah Yeah, yeah, I guess so the other thing also with the show that I always associate my dad with this part is like you know when you're a kid you don't necessarily know the certain like TV tropes that like well this is gonna happen I just remember like watching (laughs) Wonder Years episodes with my dad and he would be with my dad and he would be like she's gonna say this he's gonna do this And I'm like, how do you you know know that And now you watch it now, and you just like, of course this person's going to break up with this person. Of course he's going to, like, dump the girl and regret it or something. Somehow yeah. it still
1: doesn't feel predictable or cliche, though. Yeah. Like, maybe you, I mean, maybe yeah. now you can yeah. predict it, but it's still, it still
0: works. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about this specific episode that you picked. This is Moving. It first aired on May 16th, 1990. Just a quick... Um, I you know I usually look up on IMDb or TV guide the plot description which never quite sums it up but the, the description was Kevin feels vulnerable after learning that the Coopers are moving across town but to elaborate a little bit Kevin thinks that that his dad that his family's going to be moving after his father complains about the house the condition of the house and he's nervous Kevin is nervous about what that will mean for his relationship with Winnie he's currently with Winnie and then in a twist it turns out Winnie is the one moving Um, And then, but she's just moving four miles away. But when you're a kid, that obviously seems like a lot. And then uh, Kevin's sister is also graduating from high school. So I gave you a couple options of episodes because you weren't gonna have time to go back and watch everything. But why did you choose this particular episode?
1: So I loved, okay, when I just started watching, I knew from the beginning I wanted to do this episode because I loved the what, like sort of how they set it up with the neighborhood. There was a time when the world was enormous. Spanning the vast, almost infinite boundaries of your neighborhood. Anyone who grew up in the suburbs can identify so well with how they start out the episode, which is if you're a kid in a neighborhood, that's your world. And you know that neighborhood as well as – I think it says as well as you know – the voiceover says as well as you know the objects in your own room. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in the suburbs and I'm now in the suburbs again. And I just understand that feeling of like this is – your whole world right like your block is everything and that's why it's so significant even though when he's moving four miles away as they say it's like you might, well, might as well move to Paris <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, like yeah. so I just sort of related to that and like I feel nostalgic for my own childhood like I just sort of appreciate like the sense of neighborhood and the significance of neighborhood to a child or to mm-hmm. a kid growing up and I like I sort of wanted like my own like I wanted to like go there it with my own emotions, like I yeah. sort of want to like put myself where Kevin is.
0: So the narrator even says it's like you know you'd be like playing in the, like the lawn, like it didn't even matter like whose, whose lawn, lawn it was. I know, like run across.
1: I know. And the other thing too that I loved is like obviously that's not the case anymore, yeah. right? Like times have changed.
0: That's the get off my lawn, right? Times yeah. have
1: changed since the '90s, and times have certainly changed since the, when the show was supposed to like, yeah. take place. So I like, I, like I miss being able to go on anyone's lawn, right? Yeah. And like being able to, they said like you weren't called home till dark, like now you yeah. can't go out of your, your you Not know. safe, yeah. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I like sort of appreciate the way things used to be and yeah. like feel, like again, yeah. to use the same word, like nostalgic for a yeah. time when you could ride your bike anywhere and you didn't have to be home until dark and your parents didn't need to have it like, an eye on you everywhere you went like it it was just a different time and like I appreciate that yeah
0: so the Kevin Winnie relationship is a big part of this episode I mean it's the big part of the series and I think you know just with us just picking an episode you're like where are we in the relationship are they together are they not together does he know we like her does she does she like him whatever so this is a point where it seems to be like they are together as a couple but it's still this very like early innocent relationship it's not I was thinking of the the cafeteria moment. Well, that's very sweet. Like when he sees her in the cafeteria, you know, my girls playing or whatever. But like, but this idea of, you know, his the annoying kid at the table saying, Oh, you gotta get her a ring this summer for like insurance. But and it's sort of like it's just there's the sweetness of the relationship. But the part that really gets me is that, you know, they so he's so concerned about what's gonna happen to their relationship if he moves, and then he finds out what well, she's moving, and then essentially they, they I mean they break up at school because right. she kind of is just like they're not gonna be able to make this work. Right. And then they toward the end of the episode, he finds her in this moving van like, outside her house. And, you know, when they they hug, when they, they sort of reconcile, it's not the kind of thing where there's no passionate kiss. They're like, you know, whatever. They're like 12 or 13, whatever they are. But it's this really, this hug, this deep hug of just like, that's how you'd hug your like best friend. You know what I mean? It's just this very sweetness. Like, I don't know. I just love that moment of seeing them give each other this deep hug.
1: And also the fact that um, he's in a suit yeah, yeah. When a guy cousin or his going. First, sister's graduation. Yeah. But I just feel like he looks like so grown up in some way. I know. I any, yeah. any time, like yeah. a boy's dressed up. Yeah. But I just, I like the combination of he's still such a kid. Yeah. Right. But he's like, he looks so handsome, and yeah. he looks like so grown for yeah. himself. But at the end of the day, like he just has these like raw, sort of like and childlike.
0: And emotions I just love that, her. right? But it's a hug, not a kiss. Right. Like they're right. not going to have right. the passionate right. kiss of and just like you know. But they don't need to for us to feel yeah. what they felt. But they're just so cute together, and I think it's the. This is sort of. I mean, when they get to because they get get together, you know, in some ways at the first episode of the series, because when right. her brother dies and they have their first kiss or whatever, but right. I think there's always sort of like dancing around each other in a lot of ways. But this is before things get even more complicated. Like obviously right. the older you get and you're in high school and there's other people around and it's just like life is more complicated. So they're just at the sort of edge of trying to hold on to that innocence in a way. The other thing I mentioned the cafeteria scene a few minutes
1: ago, but when they're in the cafeteria and there's some taller guy you know, know
0: with a, foot, with a varsity oh, yeah. jacket yeah. on
1: and it's like for, in that moment you feel his insecurity like yeah. all and of he's us just a little guy <laughs> I know and he's just sitting there with his like yeah. little nerdy friends yeah. having yeah. lunch but it's like everyone whether you're in a relationship or not like everyone has felt that moment of panic like and like you can feel insecure in a second right in a heartbeat like yeah. you see this tall guy talking to Winnie and then she comes his way and you're just, like you're relieved for him it's like oh thank god she's still like you know just, yeah like, you want You want him to just, like, succeed with Winnie.
0: Yeah. But this is, like, this sort of, this change point, though. She, you know, she was the girl next door. And now, like, literally she will not be the girl next door anymore because she's four miles away. Right. I didn't even uh, think about that metaphor. Like, everything is changing. Right. But... I don't know. Did you, were you always kind of like wanting them to be together? Of course. Yeah.
1: <laughs> of course. Is anyone not? I don't I know. Mean...
0: Well, it's, just, it's interesting though because do you, do you remember how the series ends or no? Not
1: completely. Yeah.
0: I'm um, sure if you remind me of Well, about. so it is a little controversial. First of all, like I don't think that the cast knew that this, that it was going to end when it was going to end. So the way that the show In ends. In real life? Yeah, like okay. it was kind of, oh, this was the end. Kevin and Winnie have all these issues, but they get back together. And I think they actually like sleep together and you don't really see it, oh. but like it's understood. <laughs> so, like, Definitely don't remember yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so the, the series ends though with this, you see the, Kevin and his family and Winnie are like at a 4th of July parade, spoilers. <laughs> but there's like a voiceover that's kind of explaining what happened to everybody. And Kevin sort of says,
1: Winnie left the next summer to study art history in Paris. Still, we never forgot our promise. We wrote to each other once a week for the next eight years. I was there to meet her when she came home. With my wife and my first
0: son, eight months old.
1: Oh, of like they
0: didn't. I definitely don't. So, remember like, that. they didn't get together, and I think people are just like, "Oh, how could they not get together?" It's people that are sort of destined for each other. But that is sort of interesting when I was doing reading because you, you, you see that like Fred Savage and the creators and other people said, but that's the most realistic. This right. is your fir- as much as like we as viewers want this fantasy, of yeah. course. So this is the first love. Like there was. Um, and I saw like Fred Savage in an interview said, like, you know, nobody really ends up with their first love. There are exceptions to the rule, but for the most part, we have our first love and it shapes us and then we move on. So maybe like the trope wasn't all that predictable. Yeah. <laughs> they threw us for a loop. Yeah, I mean, it's, you just assume, but also like, they're kids. Like they're not, right. you know, grown-ups. They're like in, I mean, I think when the series ends, like they're, I forget if they're like, they're, I mean, they're definitely like in high school. So. Although
1: the only thing I will say is in that era, they had a much better shot of That's marrying true. their You're gonna first marry love in right now. Yeah, of course. Yeah, That's that true. Of
0: course. Um, how do you feel about the character of Kevin? Do you remember? Did you always like him? My my memory. You're kind of like looking shocked. Of course, oh got, I. I mean, God, he got annoying at the end. By the way, did just, he? I, maybe yeah. I just like looking back yeah, with rose-colored glasses. This, like, sweet kid, and he's so little, and those sort of apple cheeks and whatever. Right. But like some as as he hit adolescence, there's something sort of like annoying about okay. him, which is sad. Okay, I'll, I'll you know stay in these episodes, but like. <laughs> when things like complicated he just seemed kind of like sort of like pissy sometimes and i
1: just well here's the thing too it's like his dad was so grumpy and okay. like all he.
0: Well, okay well okay no finish i, want to I just like dad. you feel
1: for him yeah I, I want to talk about the dad too but so
0: well <laughs> this is the thing about i was gonna say like the dad i really love the dad the dad might be one of my, the, the dad might be one of my favorite tv dads
1: I was like scared of the dad. Like but I felt The
0: dad? Okay. So the dad appears very like gruff and mean. That's totally there. But he there's like there's sweetness. like a heart and like a sweetness there and it comes out every so often and like I think it's something like I am like a sucker for in TV and movies when the person that you think is so tough surprises actually, you with yeah, their, like they're just really Sweet and wonderful. I keep saying sweet. That that heart that's there. So there like there's this episode. I couldn't tell you like what the episode is, but it's something where like Kevin has gone to like a party, and I think he and Winnie are having some problems. And so Kevin comes home, but he doesn't want to like go into the house and have his mom like ask him a million questions. But his dad is in the garage, like working on the lawnmower or something. And the dad knows exactly what to say in that moment. And then Kevin just sort of loses it. And the dad hugs him. I remember him, and that. Just like, and I just remember like, that. And just seeing this person who is so tough just give you a hug, and that's all you need and want. It's just And you know. somehow
1: the hug. Means more coming from someone who's like, like so not getting a hug all the time. Of course, of course. And he's like lucky to have a hug from, yeah. But
0: there's something too where the dad has to go away at Thanksgiving time and the mom is really upset and the dad doesn't want to like spend the money necessarily to, it's too expensive to come home. But in the end, he does come home and just seeing how it just makes him so happy to be with his family. So I know that on the surface, the dad seems mean, but I think he's actually just, he's he's under a a lot of pressure. Yeah.
1: I also the thing is though I like I sort of always cringe with the mom like the, the, the relationship with the mom and their dynamic right so in this episode for example like he's so angry about the house and yeah. he keeps insulting the house which is almost an insult to her because she's she's keeping the home the house. of yeah. course yeah um, but she's you know have a cup have a cup of coffee it's like yeah. she's such in like that era it's like she's just trained to please him
0: and, and it, even, it makes me cringe there's that scene when they're in the basement the the dad and the mom and Kevin and Kevin gives like this heartfelt plea of why you should keep the house this is where we live and I Love it. And and just like, disregards
1: it, and completely. you can tell that the mom
0: is like, "That's so charming and wonderful." That'll change his mind, and he's just like, "No, we're selling he, it." You I, know. I,
1: I don't even think he says no. I don't okay. even think he acknowledges. He just, like, okay. he just says, yeah. "Like we got to sell this yeah. dump or whatever." Yeah. He kept yeah. saying, "Yeah." It's, he did not even acknowledge what his son but, had said. But you
0: see the way. So the episode ends, or the second to last scene of the episode is the fam. It's after the sisters' graduation, and the family, the five of them, are at this diner wherever Wayne is working for his <laughs> summer job or whatever. So. <laughs> And they all look so happy. Like, honestly, like, that got me emotional on that, too, because they're all so happy. They're proud of their daughter. They're proud of their son who's working. Kevin's Kevin. But, like, there's a, you know, but the parents are, like, reading off the diploma, and they just all, they're toasting. That just seemed like a, that was a very touching moment, also, I, I
1: I think they were also acknowledging the fact that things were changing, mm-hmm. and it was in a good way. Right, because Karen when was moving on, when he was working, b- when he was moving. these are all positive things. Before they
0: leave for the graduation, you see that classic, like the dad is always clashing with Karen. <laughs> and they're like, that's what you're wearing? She's wearing like, I don't know, like a long like white hippie, kind dress. Of like hippie Yeah, with boots or whatever. And it's just like, oh. But then, but when all is said and done, like that's your daughter. And they're clearly right. so proud. I think you see them at the graduation too. And she gives the peace sign or whatever. But like, right. you know, that's the, also another like times they are changing type thing. But right. yeah. Right. But, right. but but ultimately, when it comes down to it, like they are this nuclear family and they love each other and they're proud of each other. So yeah, the world is changing, but like they do have they, each other, which is nice. right like that got me choked up of course yeah. also
1: their sibling dynamic like i like <sighs> the eye rolls and the, the arguing Butthead, between the brothers. yeah, <laughs> yeah or, i think he actually said it made me like almost wince he was like i, I think he said something to kevin like one more something and you're dead and i remember yeah. thinking like that's like a kind of a harsh <laughs> thing to include in like a dialogue so, like that but it's very dynamic. real it's yeah. and it's very yeah. realistic like that's how
0: brothers speak to each other i think other. That i read that like the guy jason hervey who plays wayne was basically a guy based on my brother <laughs> yeah exactly it's like very <laughs> it's, like it's very relatable yeah. right it was, it always was like mean but once again when push comes to you come together they have each because other. this is your family of course there's, do you remember also there's like an episode where kevin and wayne share a room and i think when when karen goes away they are gonna be like okay well someone can take her room we don't need to be sharing a room and it's right. like this whole debate like who's gonna get the room or whatever but ultimately the end you're gonna be in separate rooms and you've been in this sharing a room for like your entire life and it is sort of lonely in Sad. A way, a sense, yeah to, like, have your brother who like you think you hate but, like, or you, you think you want you yeah. think you want to get away from yeah, but, but, you but you actually want to be near yeah, so i don't know that's very funny. sweet uh, we talked about you talked about the theme song. And oh. Like obviously, the theme song is very important. But the problem with so you and I both watch this on Hulu. Right. Um, they've replaced it with like a Joe Cocker sound alike But that was that's a real bummer. But
1: what would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears, and I'll sing your song. I will try not to say key. Oh. But it's the, like the opening it still court, got you? every time. Okay. Every I, was, I think I texted you like yeah. when Winnie hands Kevin the football. You know, it's just like if I remember nothing, I remember yeah, that. It's like funny. it's just that to the me most like, like iconic wonder years Moment.
0: It's funny because I don't. I don't know that I think about like the specific. I mean, I can think about like oh, the mom is like serving hamburgers. I don't know. It's funny that the football is jumping out at you, but that's interesting it's to me. I think of so the whole kind of like thing and you know, that Super Eight sort of style footage. So that it seems like the old home movies. yeah It's just
1: so Girl Next Door. It's like football is just like a classic American. Like the like everything about it. It's yeah. just like that moment. And yeah. like of course they're interacting. I don't know. Yeah. It just like got me. But,
0: but obviously music is such an important part of the Wonder Years, and I'm someone who loves. I love a good oldie, as you know. I, um and like and that stopped the wonder years from like being you know like replayed for so long but the music but because i think like when they were doing that show it's just like Well put it in it's fine no one's ever gonna watch these shows again so it's all right but but i think like music obviously has this power to make you feel emotions and and
1: feel an era. And the show like,
0: is, right. I mean, it's just like all the best music. Although this episode really doesn't. This It has my girl when he sees Winnie in the cafeteria. Yep. But other than that, it's really more like instrumental stuff, which also like whatever the score was from the show, like it's like this kind of like tinkly stuff that also gets you. Yeah, But um,
1: I think that if you lined up like 100 people in a room and played that song, a hundred of them would know what show it was from. Yeah. And I don't know that you could say that about another theme song yeah. from oh, another and, show. And and also, really...
0: And also a song that took... Like, it's not like the song didn't exist before the Wonder Years, but, right. it, it, you know, this was like a big deal. Like, I think Joe Cocker performed this at Woodstock. Obviously, was a Beatles song initially, but how... For different eras, like, the song has a different kind of meaning and yeah. power. But, like, for our generation, when you hear that song, like, you know what it's that, that sh- means. I know. And I think, was it you that was telling me? I think it's maybe in, like, a Walmart commercial now. It is. And, and it, it feels it's like a little, like, sacrilegious. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: And also, like, why would they do that? Like, they're never going to compete with, like, what it did for the Wonder Years. Like, I don't, it just, it, yeah. it just upset
0: me. Yeah. And I
1: was like, how could they do that?
0: <laughs> Everybody's going to make money. Uh, how could they do yeah. that? Um, do you like the, so the voiceover is, an I. Like, Iconic and important part of this series, and I think this is like obviously this has kind of like become like a trope now that we're familiar with. Whether it's right. the voiceover looking back, or just I think about like Grey's Anatomy or something, just like having the voiceover. Sex like in the Marvel, City. Yeah, like we're just sort of used to it. But here, you know, it's so memorable, and it's because it's like not a person that we're seeing it's like older kevin yep so and you you know who the voice is right or i no? don't so daniel stern who's like an actor who's like one of i think you would probably know from home alone he's like one of he's not the joe pesci burglar he's the other one really then <laughs> he's been he was in like city slickers and diner <laughs> and other things but like you know so. here's
1: the thing to be honest i never and this is not the case now when i watch shows but i didn't think about it then yeah right like watching the show as a kid like i just listen to the voiceover that's what it was like I never thought about whose voice it was or why we never saw Kevin as he was older like and it just works so well because like I feel like as a viewer you're in Kevin's head anyway so then to have someone else kind of like be there also and with perspective like it just it works
0: and also just like you're right you're used to the dynamic where you're hearing that voiceover and then kevin is speaking and those are different voices but you that having that internal monologue also i feel like like it's
1: it's probably wasn't that easy to like accomplish what they did with the voiceover like it was very like seamless
0: um i think i read i'm trying to remember if i have the order correctly they would you know shoot the stuff you know shoot the stuff like the like Fred Savage, scenes, or whatever, right? and then it's like you can see because you can always retool the voiceover to like right. that in a way, but you can't go back the other way. So. Right.
1: I guess I never thought about it, but but that's like the beauty of watching I mean, TV like, as a
0: kid. At, and Daniel Stern, I think, is that in interviews is like best job I ever had. <laughs> just, just right. Like come in and do voiceover every week. Right. And yeah. Right. And it's nice because um, so the way also the the very end of this, the series, you hear like a kid saying like, "Dad, can we play ball?" And like, and it's it's the narrator's like, it was Daniel Stern's son in real life. Like, like saying that so it was like a nice I didn't record. know that I
1: read a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Here is the other thing too. I think because I knew that it was a Joe Cocker sound alike, in my head, I was like, "Is that the original voiceover voice, or did that change?" I don't know, that's but the same. it's the same that one. You don't have to worry it was about. the same yeah, one. Yeah, no, that that I think would be, I just
0: was. But if that was different, that to me, also I would throw would be off kind of, everything. Yeah. and I think I, I think initially it was a different narrator in the pilot or something. I don't know if that's something that we actually hear, but and okay, just, like it just feels so right. The way right, the right. One is. Of course. Um. All right. So I have a little trivia, some trivia for you. So okay. Um, Okay. So where The Wonder Years is set, sometimes I think it's confusing because it feels, I'm like, is it California? Because it kind of feels like california to me, but then he always wears his Jets jacket. So it's just kind of anywhere. Like they never specified where it is. They didn't want you to, because it could just, because it could be anywhere. It's just like right. generic suburbs.
1: In my mind, it was in the Midwest only because my dad grew up in the Midwest and I sort of pictured his childhood looking exactly like that. So in my mind, like that's just where
0: they were. The original creators were from Long Island and I think that's what they kind of, one initially which might explain the Jets jacket but then stuff like I don't know later on when like the sister is getting married like there's this parts of it that feel very California ish to me the the sister looks very California
1: I just I never got a New York
0: vibe yeah not like I, I, New York suburbs you mean yeah, 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 yeah. at all yeah. Um,
1: the other thing too is I feel like of all I feel like you can wear you can get away with wearing New York teams anywhere like I, I don't know could I just, you then
0: I don't know <laughs> good question and that in his jacket you know like we donated to the Smithsonian because it's like that iconic his little jet jacket. I love it yeah.
1: I love it
0: it's so cute Um. so Becky Slater who I don't know if you remember this character she's like one of in this episode she's one of Winnie's friends like when he sees her in the cafeteria she's blonde she's blonde Okay. And I think that's the girl that the annoying kid is dating like the one that with the ring ring. Kevin had kind of briefly dated her I remember the name Becky Slater for sure and then she was sort of a nemesis of his so that's actually that's Winnie Danica McKellar that's her sister in real life yeah, yeah So and I think she was like also going for the role to look of I, like initially. I mean they look very different, but yeah, okay. so that was her sister. Um so the first season was only six episodes. It was okay. after the Super Bowl, but they still won the Emmy for Best Show that year after oh. like six episodes, and Fred God. Savage was the youngest person ever to be nominated for outstanding lead actor That's in a comedy. So, cute. so it's nice, yeah. Um and then also this is maybe like my favorite, but um how old do you think Kevin would be now? Oh my gosh. Wait, okay. If we're talking about the character, right? Yeah, not, yeah okay. not the actor.
1: So we're not talking about the 90s when it was shot?
0: No, you're thinking about like, so okay, growing up So I 60s, would say, well, I'll just, I don't want to do the math. Yeah.
1: So I will just say like 65.
0: Close. He, he would be 63. So okay. Like, oh, so I'm going to calculate it because I think there's like an episode where it's like Paul. We didn't talk about Paul. It's not really a big part of this episode, but Paul's right. Paul. his Paul's, quirky friend. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but, um, but there's like a bar mitzvah episode where I think like Paul's bar mitzvah <laughs> falls falls on the day of Kevin's thirteenth birthday and he's so annoyed that he can't he's that's when he's a little pissy but he can't he can't celebrate his birthday he has to go to his bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah or whatever. But so like the bar mitzvah is March eighteenth, nineteen sixty nine. So okay. I mean, Kevin's born in fifty six. But so that makes him sixty three. But it's interesting because um so he's younger than my parents, right? Which is interesting. I mean, I, but it's still of that I think like parent, like baby boomers, same like same generation, same yeah, yes. like a little bit younger, but yes. not like you know that. But I, it's weird thinking of that character being that age, age of course there, even though it's our parents age right us. but yeah right but also like because i know you never watched how i met your mother but that was a kind of thing too with a different like bob saget was the voiceover for this character and then you're like okay but is the character going to turn into bob saget That's right.
1: the, like, also like bob saget's like someone you know like i feel like yeah. that would throw me yeah. off if the voiceover was someone i knew you sort of like forget although, about I, it although after apparently i didn't
0: know this voiceover well it's <laughs> a big yeah, whole- no but you <laughs> don't i mean i was a big home alone fan yeah, but I mean, you're, you're <laughs> home alone. You're hearing him and seeing him in a very different context. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? I just – let me think.
1: I, I just feel like this show in particular, more than any other, like you feel what the characters feel. And I don't know how they were able to accomplish that so well. I feel like you feel Kevin's angst. Like you feel – like the mom, you feel the tension in the air when like the mom is just trying to please the dad. You feel like the pressure on the dad. I just, like I wish there was another show right now. Maybe there is and I just don't watch it. I wish I could like get into a character's like sort of like mind frame now the way I did then. And I feel like I loved like living out their nerves and their anxiety and, like, their butterflies. And, I like, I just feel like they did that so well. And I don't know that that can ever be done again.
0: I think it can be, but I think it's just a very subjective thing for different people. And also, like, when is it catching you at your life? Is it catching you? Like, I find sometimes there's a moment, I don't know, sometimes I hear a song or see a movie, and I'm like, that's speaking to me at the exact moment. Like, you're catching me at the feeling that I'm feeling right now. So, right. like, it's hard to kind of, I understand what you're saying, right. but I think it's difficult. Like, I think there's definitely shows out there that do that, but it's just going to be different for everybody and it depends on what's going on with you.
1: Yeah, no, that's yeah. actually true. Yeah. I also I like I, I was always rooting for all of them. Mm-hmm. Like I was like rooting for Kevin, rooting for Winnie, like rooting for the sister, rooting right. for no the villain. mom. No villain right. Here. Like everyone like, is not a villain. No, you yeah. can put yourself in everyone's shoes. Like you just want them to be yeah. happy. You want the mom to be able to please the dad. You want the dad you know, like you yeah. just you want everyone to like win and like be where they wanna be. Like you want Kevin to be secure in the relationship, even though it's never gonna happen. Like you yeah. just want everyone to like feel confident in that show
0: the other thing that I was reading that hadn't really occurred to me that was sort of hurts my head a little bit to think about but like how you know this this show is Kevin's memory looking back so the question is are these people exactly how they were? Was the dad exactly like that? Was the mom, or is that just like how His you perception. remember? Right, like was the mom always cooking dinner? I mean, I'm sure she was, but you know, like, always <laughs> she, that, like she was always cooking. And she was oh, so su- sweet and almost too, you know, cheery, but I'm like, is that just how you remember? Or is that what was reality? reality. But, like, you well, know, al- this al- Although
1: perception is reality, yeah, right? But, like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the other, I know what other thing I want to say. Okay, so it freaked me out. The dad. Uh, I, don't, did,
0: I know where you're going. He and didn't
1: look that old. I'm watching it. I'm like, is the dad. Dad, like close to our age in real life. now?
0: I thought the dad is like in his forties or something. Scary, well, early, probably early
1: forty. Yeah, I mean, at that yeah. time they probably married yeah. at like twenty two.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it just really like in my mind the dad was like. Yeah. old like he's old, but also
0: people look old. Like I think about like my grandparents, and you see, you're like, how old are those people, and you realize that they, they were like, like forty. Deaf. Yeah, just, like <laughs> it makes no sense. They look very old. Everyone just I know, old. and like just age was just different. Then. I agree I with know, that. And but, I can't
1: even figure out why. Yeah. Like it's has nothing to do with no, anti aging like, stuff. It's just no, the I think way it's just people The way looked. the
0: world, and also. I don't know because part of it is like is it because we're nearly that age but also i get the sense when we talk to our parents that they viewed the other people as old so my dad always you know. says
1: my grandpa was always an old man even yeah, I when mean he was in his like 30s and 40s yeah i it's mean so weird.
0: i don't i think that's i but right. i do think the world has changed it's not it's not just that we get older but i think like sort of the way like you think about how like movie stars or people that when you hear that someone is like 60s or 70s you're like what but that's not you know right. like 80 used to be like okay now you're like ready to like go into a home at 80. Right. and you're like no like not really people that are 80 right. that's not aging like, has yeah. changed but yeah. yeah it freaked me out yeah, I was no, expecting does, the yeah.
1: dad to look like much older right, than he did day. and yeah. then it like sort of hit
0: me I don't know that it's expecting him to look older because I'm used to that but I, but when you say like if you were to tell me that he was like 40 something it would like, freak Yikes. you out yeah, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> when we're closer to the dad's age than the kid's age which like I know we're not that we we're are. not at like Kevin and Winnie's age anymore that I know but just they also seem like so resigned with their life for better or worse right. this is what life is Right, we're gonna be in this house until we die and like I'm working at this job for the rest of my life, right. that's how it is. So, uh, right, it's just a different outlook. Also,
1: Karen seemed so old, and like
0: maybe yeah. because she was so rebellious, right? And she was the she's graduating. She's graduating right. high school. Right, she, she was like, eighteen. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. She yeah. just seemed so old yeah. and like free. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, although she does get married within a few seasons. She gets married pretty young. She marries David Schwimmer. But yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> I need to like clearly go back and watch like, some watch more.
1: It. I also just I always loved like I thought she was so pretty like I always like admired her like sort of like flower pa- like I just mm. like I loved who she was at that time. Yeah,
0: because I think she's the most like that's the thing with the show is that the idea is that the '60s were this really and '70s I guess too it's this really turbulent time right? right like the world is like right. crazy you know, there's riots and assassinations and men right. walking on the moon Marching all this stuff and... but like the the idea always seems to be with the show but a kid is a kid like right. you being like growing right. up that you're gonna have your best friend and your girlfriend that's not in the midst of all this turmoil Kevin doesn't care about that all this the going is all the world he cares about his neighborhood yeah but but so that's that's a sort of the universal point there but then I think. Karen, though, is a reminder of that's always like, oh, yeah, we are in the 60s. This or 1970, I think. All that's happening. happening. She's the reminder that, like, with the hippie stuff and whatever, that, like, you know, Kevin might be in his world where he's not thinking about the larger thing, but, like, she right. clearly is. She's right. there and the parents are there. But, right. You know, yeah. Right.
1: Also, yeah. like I love the peace sign. Like yeah. it just like of that to course me she feels throws like up iconic the peace sign. to the
0: show. I don't know. It must come back in other episodes too. But they're seeing her walk across the stage and sort of slow mo and flash that peace sign. Was, it's like yeah. what else is she gonna do? Yeah. Like that's yeah. her. And it just feels very powerful. too. I agree. Just like this is my statement of just this gesture. But and like, again, a know, reminder of the times. Yeah. Um, so just one quote that I like too that I found in an article um, online of just sort of looking back about the show that, I don't know, sort of spoke to me, but, you know, the show's humor was grounded in the universality of its experiences. It featured the recognizable angst of school and friendships, love and lust, it explored the fear that comes with not knowing who your parents really are and the terror that follows when you start to understand them. The Wonder Years was all about dealing with complicated emotions during the frenzy of adolescence, the malaise of middle life, and every age in between. And what that means is that sometimes it just wasn't a very funny show. Instead, it had to settle for being moving. And like, that's what, yeah. you know, Like, it's not like a I laugh out loud comedy. I, I didn't comedy. watch for humor. Yeah, I never yeah. watched for humor. But yeah. Like, I really, I was, yeah. I was watching for, what did they say? What, for being moving? Yeah, like, yes. Yeah. Like, we had, had to settle for being moving. And it and is a very moving we're, show. we're
1: talking about an episode called Moving. Yes. <laughs>
0: Literally moving. Yes. Moving multiple it, levels. It was yeah. a very moving... For yeah. the fact that
1: we're sitting here talking about it this many yeah. years later, and that we can, like, go back to the emotions we felt watching it, like, it yeah. was a very moving yeah. show.
0: And like I think sometimes, like, a half-hour show gets, you know, branded as a, it's a sitcom. It's a comedy. Right. But this show was so much more than that, right? And it, and uh, it was
1: very—it was a moving show. And it was very moody. Yeah, like there was very there was a, yeah, lot, of like, a lot of emotions. Yes, yeah. agreed. Which is why I loved it.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's all I have. Um, Do you have can, anything else? No,
1: but okay. can you like send me a couple episodes to watch?
0: Yeah, I'll give you some other recommendations. <laughs> that of things have, that now, will <laughs> make you cry. <laughs> now that I have your Hulu login. Like <laughs> Think um, so So wait hold on we gotta do I'm gonna end with the uh, like, oh, yeah. favorite thing that we watched this, on TV week. this week do you want me to go first or no
1: mine is so embarrassing it's okay you go first.
0: Okay. So, well, first of all, I mean, my stuff is not great either. I have some guilty pleasures of reality television. It's not you, even wait it's no, a no, It's like now, like, real housewives and things are like that. People Acceptable. are like, but, right. It's not that, though. It's the kind of nerdy CBS, The Amazing Race. I'm like, why am I still watching this show? I enjoy, did, like. Did you cry? Like, no, I don't cry. Okay. I just, like, I'm entertained. Like, I find it, some people that find The Amazing Race really, like, redundant because, like, oh, they're driving and then this person's driving and they're doing this event. But I'm like, there's something that they edit it in such a way that I'm entertained and sometimes it stresses me out a little bit. But <clears> I really, enjoy it and then another kind of this ties in sort of with like wonder year stuff this is like a show that you have no interest in but it it clearly took a little bit from the wonder years there's this show there's this british show called call the midwife that is on pbs it's been on for like eight seasons and it's basically based on someone who wrote like a memoir of like her time as like a midwife uh in england in the 60s there are these midwives that work with these nuns and they deliver these babies in this poor like neighborhood in in a section of london it can be super cheesy it's also like horrifying like something bad always happens and like to like this mom or this baby or whatever but there's also like it's, it usually ends up in some way that with like a nice voiceover that like, of, okay. like slow motion okay. or whatever sometimes i'm like why why am i watching this Show. like i'm not like i can't say wait to see what happens but it always sucks me in and like there's like a kindness to it too so okay even though sometimes i'm like i don't want to see the thing about the like the, the baby or this person is sick you, you end know up, you end it, up yeah. watching yeah i watch it it uses the wonder years uh tropes very nicely so okay. yeah fair
1: enough um, mine is mine is embarrassing. Okay. Um, it's a TLC show. It's called Ninety Day Fiance. Oh, um, I know. See, well, I'm it's not judging. No, I won't judge. But here's the thing. in my defense, as our friend Gavin has said, it's kind of like the it's like the crossroads between like awful reality relationships and like there's some cultural like. They sort of like they take you to these other countries where people are from who are marrying the citizens.
0: And it's really interesting. Oh, is that what it's about? I thought it was just like oh. a short They're oh, no. marrying people what for Okay,
1: so there's this something called a K1 visa yeah. where you have 90 days from the time the person from another country moves here to either get married or they have to go back to their country. Right. So you see so much this happen like in these ninety marriage. days. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. see so much happen in these ninety days. And, like, you just want to shake these people and somehow, like, they, they stick with it. And but these I,
0: people are in love or no? That's because up, that's up, like up that for be, debate. Okay. It seems, like, tough to put that on TV because you're doing something illegal sometimes, no?
1: No. And okay. it, it is legal because they have this visa, okay. right? It's yeah. just, it's tough to watch because… I guess I'm just
0: thinking of all the, like, movies and TV shows where someone has to pretend to be married. No, like, it's okay. not. that They're okay. actually,
1: like, appli- they've applied for this okay. visa and it's done the proper way. Um, It's just, it makes you cringe. Like, you just, like, you can't figure out why these, th- these citizens are putting up with this sort of, this like bad treatment. Like it's just very like complicated and complex and then like if you're lucky enough they'll take you to the, like sometimes the, the citizen will go visit the other country mm. and then all of a sudden you're like in India or you're, wherever you are and it's like, it's just interesting and like I cannot get enough of it. Okay. And I, apparently I'm not alone because now they have like, they have, sort of like spin-offs and they oh, have, really? yeah it's I'm like,
0: like totally oblivious to this oh it's okay, like a, yeah, it's yeah.
1: like a smash hit yeah, because, <laughs> i've seen like write-ups in house weekly like oh, i'm not alone okay. i'm not alone um so anyway i don't know that i would recommend it for anyone no, but, else okay, but, but, but it is as long
0: as you like it i love it so you find it moving uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: probably the yes. opposite of moving okay. yet i can't yes. turn away what's that saying about me yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Well, thanks so much for doing this thanks, with, with a baby with yep. a baby uh, at your side, of no course. less. But thank you so much. Okay, Until next time. Thank you. All right.